I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often values only speed, success, and power. Our culture loves to tell us that life is frantic and there's nothing we can do about it. But friends, we know it's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface where love lives. And sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. So here, let's try. Have a seat just for a few minutes. Let's go the slow way. Listener, before we start, I just want to acknowledge that I'm a little sick. My voice is a little off this week. I'm grateful for you sticking it out with me anyway. Here are some words I've been trying to make sense of. Integration, equilibrium, balance. In ninth grade, I got word that Shane Craig, not his real name, bless his little heart, had referred to me and my body as a stick with lips. Now, Shane had previously liked me, asked me out, and received my angsty breakup only 24 hours after I had agreed to his romantic invitation. This breakup happened because my insights had curdled during an uncomfortably touchy walk from algebra to English class. And nope, Shane was not the one for me. Way to trust your gut, Boyette. But this trash talk, this explanation of my body and face, it hit too close to home. I won't show you a picture of myself at 14. I will only say, yes, Shane Craig was kind of right. I was a skinny and linky girl whose mouth happened to take up about a third of her entire head. Now, don't wring your hands. By the time I was 16, my head had caught up with my mouth. My body had curved in some more acceptable places, at least as far as culture is concerned. And never again was I called a stick with lips. But some hurtful words live too close to the surface of our anxieties. That descriptor has stayed with me. And as my boys enter the same phase of life, I'm learning to pause in my own reactions to their fears and choices and have some compassion on my younger self in the process. It's hard to be an adolescent. And as much as I would love to swoop in on any Shane Craigs of the world who may whisper hurtful criticisms of my babies and step in between any unfortunate moments they will wish they could forget 30 years from now, I know the truth. Growth is a gangly and uncomfortable season. Whether it's the growth of our young teenage bodies or the growth of our souls, we cannot enter into a seasons of growth without instability and volatility. In other words, growth is awkward and uncomfortable, and there's nothing we can do about that. 
I've been reading and loving Lisa Colon DeLay's book, The Wild Land Within. She describes the in-between seasons of growth this way. God will always call us toward deeper, fuller lives. God beckons us toward more abundant joy and greater relief and solace. Then she goes on to say, healing and spiritual growth after it happens, look and feel like peace, gracious integration of yourself, and felt access to love and grace. How do you feel about that word, integration? It's a trendy word of the moment, but also one I feel especially drawn to. As I attempt to sit in this season of grief, not pushing myself to be okay, but also not beating myself up for wanting to feel normal, and at times actually feeling normal, I've been thinking about what it means to live with my joy and grief integrated, blended together inside me, both fully present at the same time. There are so many moments of our spiritual lives when growth is going to force us to experience the discomfort of the in-between. In that same section of DeLay's book, she quotes the poet John O'Donohue. When you open your heart to discovery, you will be called to step outside the comfort barriers in which you have fortified your life. You will be called to risk old views and thoughts and to step off the circle of routine and image. This will often bring turbulence. The pendulum will fix at times on one extreme, and you will be out of balance. But your soul loves the danger of growth. In its own wise trust, your soul will always return you to a place of real and vital equilibrium. I keep thinking on this idea. Your soul loves the danger of growth. It's true that growth is dangerous, bringing with it discomfort, awkward transitions, and instability. But when we choose to step into it, or when we're forced into growth through grief, loss, suffering, relational upheaval, or even a longing for a more authentic faith, all of these things can drag our souls into what O'Donohue calls turbulence, a time that feels out of balance. So maybe you're there in the space of non-integration, way out of balance, the equivalent of a spiritual stick with lips. Maybe we can wonder about this together today. What does it mean to embrace turbulence as a gift, an invitation from God? Maybe on the other side of this discombobulation, we may awake to find in ourselves more abundant joy and greater relief and solace. Integrated, whole, wise, and becoming wiser. A slow practice. Today, I want us to sit with a passage of the New Testament. I've always been a sucker for the way Paul talks to his friends in his letters, and his letter to the Philippians is one of my very favorites. 
I'll read it out loud to you from the message. It's Philippians 1, 3 through 7, and 9 through 11. Before I read, let's take a deep breath together. Breathe in. Breathe out. As I read, ask the Spirit to allow a word or phrase or image to rise to the top for you, helping you connect to something rich and meaningful in the words. Every time you cross my mind, I break out in exclamations of thanks to God. Each exclamation is a trigger to prayer. I find myself praying for you with a glad heart. I am so pleased that you have continued on in this with us, believing and proclaiming God's message from the day you heard it right up to the present. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. It's not at all fanciful for me to think this way about you. My prayers and hopes have deep roots in reality. So, this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful in fruits from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. Let's sit in silence with this. tell you what I love about this passage. Paul's prayer is for flourishing, for completion, for love that is sincere, circumspect, exemplary, bountiful. Listen to these words. What kind of love is growing in you? When we talk about spiritual growth and integration, this is what we mean. Flourishing. How is divine love coming into fullness inside you? This is a prayer Paul prays for his friends who are in the in-between spaces, the imbalance, the disintegration of spiritual growth. And what is the kind of flourishing Paul's thinking of? It's appropriate, sincere, not sentimental. It's thoughtful, attractive, bountiful in fruits of the soul, which Paul would describe in another letter, this time to the Galatians, 
as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So here's your reminder. Your soul loves the danger of growth. Can you take some time to consider the parts of your inner landscape, as Lisa Colon Delay would call it, that feel out of balance? What would flourishing look like for you? Let's sit together in silent reflection. Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move, even for a few minutes, at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. What I'm trying to say is we make space for love. So, well done, friends. I'm proud of us. I want to thank Val Schleter for managing my social media and keeping me organized. Jason Boyette for designing our slow way graphic and his general advice giving. And the talented Angelina Marie for editing. 
If you're interested in more words on the slow way, you can sign up for my newsletter at micaboyette.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at micaboyette. And find my book found wherever books are sold. You can also review the slow way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you think that's a good idea. But if your time would be better spent making soup for your next door neighbor, I give you so much permission to do that. Until next time, friends, let's go this little way. See you soon.